Welcome to Money Talks with me, Gerald, Mr. G. Mwandiambira. Now, today we're going to be uh, having an interesting topic to really discuss, and it's really called the African money system or the African Commonwealth system in terms of how Africans have ascribed a value to money and have a relationship with money. Now, what we need to realize is that Africans created the financial systems which we believe in today and Africa was really the birthplace of civilization and unfortunately a lot of this has been lost through translation because history or his story is told by he who is telling the story and often this is the reason why we actually have forgotten our history and how we as Africans were responsible for creating what we now know as money or indeed what we know as wealth. Now, even history could not hide the fact that the richest man who has ever walked this planet was an African, a Malian king who lived, I think it was in the 12th um, century. He was so rich that when he went on a pilgrimage to Mecca and passed through Egypt, he managed to bankrupt the Egyptian financial system because he was giving away gifts of gold to each and every person who assisted or they encountered along their journey. He was so wealthy that history cannot hide the fact that he had it all. But history can also not hide the simple fact that Africa has all the resources of the world. And even to this day, um, Africa is strategically seen as the place where everyone wants to invest because resources reside in Africa. Now, here's the catch. We have forgotten our own African money systems and value systems which allowed us to take ownership of our own continent and our own wealth and it's really because the African wealth system was built around commonwealth and when I say commonwealth I'm really referring to a common goal I'm referring to you know a common a common uh, ability to store money and a common vision of empowering each other the african commonwealth system was built around a village um, it was built around a community it was built around a kingdom and essentially what we had in the african wealth common system was that we had various storage silos of our wealth now what do i mean by a storage silo well we had various banks we created banks in our african commonwealth system one bank was for the grain one bank was for our livestock, another bank was for um, our farming and goods produced, and another bank was for trading. 
Now, these systems were owned by each and every member of the village in that each family knew exactly how many head of cattle they owned, um, they knew exactly how much they had in the granary and even though they did not physically go out and maybe tend to the animals themselves every day, we had specific functions for every family. So there were families which were known as the herdsmen, there were families which were known as the warriors, there was families which were known as the bankers or the mathematicians or the physicians or the royal family. So everyone and everything had a function in that commonwealth system, but everyone still had a value assigned in that commonwealth storage or common silo in that it was possible to transfer wealth from generation to generation because people simply stuck to their function. And we have even had the West try to take away value from even African systems such as um, polygamy where even an African man who had many wives um, assigned values and um, functions for each wife. One wife would be a midwife, one wife would be the physician, one wife would be the cook, one wife would be known for having a particular skill. But what am I trying to get at here? I'm trying to simply get at the fact that each each person had a function and therefore you had a system where even when families tried to look at themselves and basically understand their wealth um, a family which had more individuals was naturally seen as being more wealthy than a family which had less individuals because individuals meant more hands individuals meant more skills and individuals meant more ability to create wealth Now, when we consider this function of a community of um, many individuals working for a common goal, you can even see that certain cultures of the world today are still trying to live by those similar value systems. So you look at the Jews, you look at various Asian cultures, they're built around families creating a wealth system which is transferred from generation to generation and create that magic thing which we often know as an inheritance. And inheritance is nothing new to Africans. Um, we were the original creators of the inheritance and an inheritance was commonplace in African um, wealth or African money systems. Um, debt was unknown in an African money system because everyone had a value and everyone knew their function. And the problem we have now is that we have an African system which was taken and given taken by a few individuals into the West and it was literally, you know, um, converted to a system where instead of save, serving the common good, it was created to now start serving an individual. And when we start having the common in good being replaced by an individual, you now have greed coming in and you now have a situation where that system was changed and tarnished so that many people would work to the benefit of a few individuals. And if we look, for example, at banking, and banking is classically 
ascribed to having been started by a few families in Europe, um, which happened to be Jews. So you look at the Rothschilds, you look at the Rockefellers. Um, they started the banking system by understanding that all the brothers, and usually it was brothers because it was male or patriarchal system, but the brothers worked together to build these super banks. And what they would do is one brother would run the bank in Germany. One brother would run the bank in Britain. One brother would run the bank in France. But it was essentially the same bank. But what they had done was they had understood their common goal, which was to create common wealth for the family. And their common function was to, their, to go with their skill, which is banking. So we need to understand that the commonwealth is also built around function and functionality. So even in your family, you need to first understand an assigned function to individuals and particular skills or um, a common goal in order to really truly uh, appreciate and enjoy commonwealth or African money systems. The European money system was built around a nuclear family and you also had a system where suddenly people were put into bondage. Now bondage or being a bond servant is nothing new. Even in biblical history, you have people who were slaves and that's where slavery comes in. Slavery comes in where individuals working for greed or their own selfish intent um, go and take over other individuals and essentially put these individuals into slavery. Now, when you are in debt right now, your credit card debt, your home loan debt, etc., it's, it's a type of bond servant. Um, you're working an entire lifetime to accumulate a single asset, a home. 20 entire years worked for one house. However, it defeats our understanding of the commonwealth because the commonwealth is about many how can one couple work for one house when they have many children whereas the african wealth or the commonwealth money system knows that you need such assets to start with so you tended to find that young men had to have a house before marriage young men had to have assets before marriage which often were received and transferred through wealth transfer via an inheritance where have the inheritances gone it's simply because we have now become servants to debt servants to jobs which are actually functioning for individuals these individuals are commonly known as shareholders but if you look at any shareholding structure eventually you get to understand that it's really a few people who the many are serving and we need to start resetting our own African money systems and African value systems so that we can start taking control of our resources and taking control of the talents we have in our individual families um, so that we can also start to enjoy true intergenerational wealth.
Now, we've discussed the problem. The problem at hand is that we're all in debt. But it's not something which cannot be solved. And let's start discussing some of the solutions which we can start to implement so that we and our families can start going back to creating that intergenerational wealth or having our own African wealth system. One of the things we need to understand is that geography is important. Um, We need to come back together as family units and live together either in the same suburb, same street, or even better still, same house. Rather to have a big, big mansion with the entire family living there. Because whilst that is happening, you're saving money and concentrating the wealth of the family. The other thing which happens when you live together or concentrate your knowledge or your wealth is that you can do that thing which is assigned function. You cannot create wealth without function. By assigning function, what do I mean? I'm talking really, if you have children, they need to have a function in the family business, in the family common goal. So you tended to find that in certain families, you know, they have a doctor, they have a lawyer, they have an accountant. These things were not an accident. It was really a matter of understanding that in order to keep the family wealth system intact you needed to have these professionals in the family so we need to really go back to those basics and we also need to take away the western competition of where brother and sister are competing against each other for ego for recognition and for for prestige because it doesn't matter what you do what matters really is the common goal and what you are contributing to the common family value now if we start going back there it means we need to start thinking of our families starting businesses we need to think of our families you know having professionals we need to think of our families putting together you know family trusts we need to think of our families setting up uh, common bank accounts now i'll give you a warning the western financial system is not designed to allow us to do this the western financial system is designed to keep us in servitude and in debt so you need to break the mold and create the family trust you need to break the mold create that family stock for where people when they're in hardship they can reach out to the family you need to create that family burial society where you know we bury each other instead of paying um, premiums into a pot when we can actually do exactly the same thing if there's sufficient numbers we also need to take away you know the selfishness of the west where you know function has also been assigned to create debt so things like weddings for example in certain african cultures when a young man wants to get married all he needs to do is tell the elders and they pay for the wedding all of them they contribute and this way you get that value system continuing now in the western culture they assigned that value to the father of the bride for what reason we have no idea but it breaks that commonwealth and puts debt onto one individual and common purpose is lost so we need to realize we as families need to start saying how can we buy a mine how can our family buy mining rights how can our family start a school how can our family start a a, a syndicate of professionals who work together referring clients and increasing the family wealth it's not a secret these things are hidden in plain sight but because we have lost our african values or african wealth view we have ended up being the ones who work for the shareholders an entire lifetime working for shareholders who are enjoying inheritance is being passed on from generation to generation 
Now, I want to challenge you if you're listening today to basically ask yourself, have you created an inheritance? Are you on your way to creating an inheritance which will be sustainable for your family? And if you see that you are are not doing that, you need to start being very afraid and you need to call up that family meeting. when you've called up that family meeting you need to call all the elders and basically say we need to start creating family wealth african wealth understanding our values and where we come from and stop being victims to bond servitude servitude and debt because african money the commonwealth of african money and our knowledge system still apply today and they still will work and the beauty is we live in africa where the resources are still there let's not lose sight of what we can do where are the farming families where are the families who own education where are the families who own different functionality let's go back to assigning function to our entire existence now i hope um i've asked a lot of questions of you and I hope that if you want us to discuss and put together, you know, a commonwealth of knowledge, maybe we can come up with something where we can take back control of our money. My name is Gerald Mwandiambira. Thank you for joining me at Gerald at Ask Gerald CFP. That's my Twitter at Ask Gerald CFP or simply askgerald.co.za for more topics. And we're trying to go on topics which are off the beaten street we know the basics of money we want to start becoming the creators and starting to have a higher conversation around money thank you for joining me